do you have what it takes? Is what I constantly ask myself. All the time I ask myself, am I really destined for greatness? Am I really going to make it? And that's just my adversary speaking. That's just the enemy in my mind speaking. But it brings up a good point and it really makes me aware and it really reminds me that everyone can do it. Anyone can make it. Anyone can become great. Anyone can become a millionaire. Anyone can do what anyone wants to do. But that's the thing. Not anyone will do it. It takes a different type of person to do it. Now, anyone can do it, but you have to change. You have to you have to become that person that will do it. Anyone can become that person, but not everyone will. And it's evident because when you start to make motions, start to make changes in your life, people around you will question your your decision. People around you will notice what you're doing and they will fall behind. And they'll think that you're crazy when in reality, are we the crazy ones? Are we? Are we? I'm not sure because they're the ones sitting on their phones, scrolling all day, doing absolutely nothing. They're the ones working a nine to five job for the rest of their life. They're the ones going to a school system that is destroying their minds, conditioning their their souls to become cogs in the machine. So I don't know, does that sound like insanity or does, am I going crazy? I mean, I certainly like to think that I'm going the right path. And I want to talk about that, how people start to really question you. People, I really, I learned really early on not to talk about my progress and not to talk about what I'm doing because when I first started like waking up early and going to the gym before school that was like the first kind of successful habit that I had or success habit that I had it was sophomore year and that was when I first started like going to the gym before school I'd wake up probably like 5.30 or 5 o'clock, somewhere around there, and then go to the gym before school, and then go to school, and then wake, and then go to bed at like 8 or something like that. I don't remember the exact times, but I know that over the years, over the months, over like as I progressed in my journey, I like slowly but surely pushed back my time to go to sleep and wake up so I'd go I'd wake up earlier and go to sleep earlier but I remember sophomore year was probably like 5 to 5 30 in the morning and I would bike to the gym even when it was cold even when it was raining I'd bike and I remember telling people I didn't really I wasn't even in the get-go I wasn't like extremely vocal about my stuff But I remember like word got out and then once word gets out, people tell other people and then everyone just knows. And I remember one time when it, I didn't like go, I wouldn't go out of my way to tell people. It would just come up in conversation naturally. For example, one time I was talking to this one girl that I sat next to in uh, one of my history classes and the teacher gave us all like icebreaker or discussion questions and we would have to do like a discussion question like every morning or some or every Monday or something like that just to like break the ice or talk or whatever and the uh we just had a normal discussion question and then he would also have another question like a survey type question to decide who got to speak first for example whoever is wearing whoever has like the longest hair speaks first or something like that whoever is the oldest speaks first or some just something like that and he like that discussion that day was 
whoever woke up the earliest speaks first. And so uh, my partner, she said like a normal time, like 6.30 or 7. And then I was like embarrassed, but I just said it. And I was like 5 o'clock or 5.30 or whatever. She's like, what? Like that's the reaction I always get. Like what? And then uh, that like that was like one example of me telling people. And then slowly but surely, like people would start to say like, oh, you're crazy or like they would be like in support of it, but not really. They wouldn't be like against it. They would just say like, whoa, you know, and so it's, I started going like doing these different things. And then once I like realized how people reacted from me, like, steering off track from the herd is what I like to think of it as like most people are part of a herd they're like the flock of part of the flock of sheep and they're going to the the slaughter sorry I thought I heard someone coming downstairs but most people like people in society are part of the herd they're in, in a flock of sheep going to the slaughter and the slaughter is like the school system and the nine to five job workforce. And so once you start like steering off path, steering off course, then people start to take note and they, they say things. They're like, Oh, like people aren't like terrible about it. And people like get used to it over time. Like for example, I remember last year, junior year, I would always, I would go to the gym every day, no matter what I was locked in. And so people were like, and then I would also go to the cafeteria before school. Cause a group of my friends would hang out there before school. And so I would go there from the gym and everyone's like, how is the gym? And I was like, good. Like people start to get used to it. And I learned the lesson of not telling people like your plans right away, at least because when I started to tell people about my gym and how I went before school, I remember there was like a one or two week period when I first started going to the gym before school when I stopped. Cause I remember I didn't go to the gym for like a week before school. And then one of the teachers at my school that I see at the gym, he was like, Oh, you're not going to the gym anymore. And, I, and then I was like, Oh, I definitely am going now because people noticed. So then I started going again, but pretty much I like, I'm pretty sure that I stopped going cause I got complacent because I was getting all the gratification from hearing people like be surprised that I was going to gym. And so I, from that point on, I kind of made it a personal rule not to tell people about what I'm doing until I've built like the positive feedback loop myself. For example, I didn't tell people that I meditated and I still don't tell people that I meditate. That's like a personal thing. And I definitely have the positive feedback loop built. And then I also don't tell people that I take cold showers. I still don't. And I definitely have a positive feedback loop. Like I'm not just going to randomly stop taking cold showers. And that brings me into like the second thing that I wanted to say today. If you noticed... In my journey, I focused on the physical discipline a lot in the beginning. Like, go to the gym, bike. Like, I remember I would bike to the gym every single day at, like, 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning. And it was, like, especially during the winter, since I live in Chicago, it was, like, freezing. I remember the good old days when it was, like, snowing pitch black outside and I was like bundled up in pants, sweatshirt, coat, gloves. And I had like hand warmers because my gloves weren't like warm enough to keep me like to keep me warm. And it was like negative 10 or negative 20 degrees out. It it was like, those were, those were the days that really built my discipline 
And to be honest, those weren't really the hard days. The hard days were me biking in the rain because I knew that if I got a wet butt, I would have to deal with that all day. And I remember like when it was cold out, it was so cold. I had a runny nose. So I'd have to like blow my nose every, like every couple minutes. And I'm really glad that I focus on the physical side of things. Like I got really good at doing hard things when I first started self-improvement, like the first two years. And now I kind of steered off of that. I, I don't, go I don't bike to the gym at 6 a.m. anymore I still bike but I I still wake up early like I'm waking up at 4 a.m. every day which is is not really hard like the hardest thing of my day is the cold shower especially now that it's getting colder outside the pipes are getting colder so the water is getting colder so I'm I kind of seared away from that like physical, like the only thing that I really stopped was going to the gym in the morning, but I still go to the gym after school. So I'm still getting the physical discipline from taking cold showers every morning, but I've really taken a focus on the mental discipline. And there's one thing I want to say, I would not recommend stopping the physical discipline. I kind of just... I'm in a situation where I feel like it would benefit me to put a halt or to kind of slow down the physical side of things, especially like cardio and the gym, because I'm in my last semester. I'm actually in my last quarter of school, so I've got two months left of school, and it's... I just have to finish up and especially since I podcast every day and I meditate every day after school, that's like two, that's like almost two hours of stuff. The time, I simply don't have that much time in my day is when I go to the gym and podcast, I probably have like five minutes that, that I could use for my own time. So I've gotten to the point where I cut out like cardio, but I've, I'm feeling the negative effects, which is why I don't recommend cutting out like cardio. But I, if you were in the same exact situation that I was, I probably would do the same thing again. Well, but with that said, I definitely plan on getting back into like stuff like that in two months once I am done with school because school will free up a lot of time. And like what I'm trying to say here is that there's like two side of things, the physical and the mental. When you start locking in on the physical side of things, people will definitely see that and that will definitely help you with like physicality. But then there's a whole other beast that you have to like take, you have to control or fight in your like improvement journey. And that's the mental side of things. And I'm not just saying like the mental toughness for doing hard things. I'm saying the mental, like the ability to control your attention, the mental, like basically staying awake. That's like the hardest thing to maintain. And I'm still having a lot of difficulties with that. And I'll, and also like keeping your attention on your goal or keeping like aware of your goal. And I'll talk to you about a strategy that I started doing, which I've definitely found was useful in a few moments here. So the physical and the mental side of things, they're both extremely important. Right now I'm focusing more so on the mental side of things because I'm learning that transurfing, I'm learning about transurfing, which is like a, w- a way to control and manage your own reality through your thoughts. And then I'm um, like all, all these things. And I'm realizing that like the difference more and more so now, the difference between successful people and not successful, like average people 
are is just like in their head it's all the thoughts it's all their mind and i'm seeing this more and more the more and more i learn about it the more and more i see it and that brings me to one thing i feel like there's certain places where my mental like control is not as strong. Like I'm simply not as focused or I don't have as much control over my attention as I would otherwise. So for example, when I'm on the bike, I have a lot of control over my attention and I find that I am controlling my attention for the majority of the ride. Or at least I'm bringing back my attention fairly often, like every couple of seconds or minutes. And when I say control your attention, I'm just talking about like being awake and being present. So uh, pretty much there's two types of like attention, two screens, your inner screen and your outer screen. So anytime you're immersed in the outer screen, which is anything going on outside of you. So this podcast, if you're immersed in it and you're not really paying attention to anything going on inside your body or in your head, then you're asleep. And then if you are immersed in thought, if you're deep in thought and you're not really paying attention to anything outside of your like thoughts and you're kind of walking on autopilot, then you're asleep as well. And I see this like a lot in my morning, especially when I first like wake up, I have to be extra vigilant about like me being awake or asleep because especially when I'm cooking my food, there's this one thing that I read in Transurf and it's you make mistakes when you're asleep. So when you're asleep, you make mistakes. And so I like remembered that and I definitely can tell that that's true because especially when I'm cooking, like I cook eggs in the morning at around 5.30 in the morning. No, not 5.30, 4.30 in the morning. So I cook eggs at like 4.30 in the morning and the, there, I go through this like routine. So I basically do the same exact thing in the same order every day, same process, everything. And then some, so one part of that process is I cook rice as well, one cup of rice. And when I... I boil the water first and then I, once it starts boiling, I pour in the rice and then put the lid on and then turn it to low to simmer. And then I set a timer for 15 minutes. That's exactly what I do. But sometimes when I'm asleep, I make mistakes. And so there's been a few times in the past like couple weeks where I have forgotten to put it on low. And so the rice is just in there on high. And then I wake up and I look back and I realize that that's what's happening. And so I'm like, oh, you make mistakes when you're asleep. So I, especially when I start pouring the rice, I have that as a trigger to wake up, which is very good because society conditions like our minds or our attention to basically fall asleep whenever something happens so we have developed a habit to fall asleep whenever something happens internally or externally like whether a a thought pops up in your head or something random happens outside of you it could be from the simplest thing to the most extraordinary thing for example my friend said that he saw a lamborghini and he instantly fell asleep that's a in our part of town that's a fairly Uh, extraordinary thing but then we also notice that we fall asleep from just simple things like I saw a normal car or just like I saw a car drive by so you just have to reverse basically you simply just have to reverse that habit instead of falling asleep you wake up so you have that as a trigger to wake up so I realized that I make mistakes when I'm cooking my rice. So I have it as a trigger to wake up. And I, and there's this one phrase that I say to myself when I like start cooking the rice and I say, I make mistakes when I'm asleep. And then I always make sure that I'm conscious and awake when I am actually cooking the rice. And that's like the mental 
battle. Like that's a mental discipline, mental game. That's the mental side of things that you have to also work on. Like the physical side of things, very important. But the mental side of things is also extremely important, if not more important. Because I see a lot of like millionaires who are not really like physically fit. So all they do is the mental side of things. So for it depends on your goals. Like for me, I want I want everything. So I want my physical and mental side discipline. And like I said, when I, f- I find myself more prone to falling asleep in certain kind of locations, for example, when I, like I said, when I bike, I'm very, I'm way more aware when I'm biking, but when I'm at home, I'm not as much aware. And the, the least aware that I am is at school. That's what I've noticed when I'm at school, I'm there's been times when I've pretty much been like asleep all day long and that's like it kind of makes sense because school is like the prime conditioning area to condition you from all this so I'm at school and I'm falling asleep and so the other day and I talked about this on a previous episode the other day I saw a video um and in the video they said that this guy wrote down his goal on a note card and then in his note card, like he would basically just keep his note card in his pocket at all times. And so I was like, oh, that's, I never heard of that. So I decided to do that. And I didn't talk about it yesterday's episode because I forgot about it. And also I didn't like carry it around at all yesterday, which was my issue. And then today was, um, today's Monday. So I went to school today and I remembered to put it in my pocket going to school. And that is actually a very important thing because I noticed that it actually helped me to stay awake and it helped me to like, remember my goals and remember like what I'm doing, where I'm headed, which was extremely helpful so i want to show you i want to tell you like what my card is so if you're watching on youtube you can see it's literally just i cut out a uh there's a what's it called there's grass-fed butter at costco and we get that and so i was looking for like a piece of cardboard that i could use or some sort of thing like note cards texture thing that i could use to write down my goal so i found this grass-fed butter box and just imagine like a cereal box kind of texture and then i just cut it out and wrote down my goal pretty much everything in the present tense which is very important in transurfing i learned it's you should do all of your goals and do all of your like wishes in present tense. So if you're ill and you do like a cocktail or something like that. Okay, no. A lot of times like it's a tradition at weddings to have like a toast and in the toast they say here's for like a great marriage in the future or here's for um good luck to us um or some like some future based goal and i'm not really giving a a good example of this but i'm kind of blanking on an example right now but people during toasts say like here's for good um like may the future give us good health or something like that and that's actually not good because the future doesn't exist. Like the future, the world is a mirror. So if you say something in the future tense, like I will, like I will have that in the future. Well, the world doesn't know what the future is. So it's always just going to be somewhere out of like out in the future, which is why instead you should always say things in the present tense. And so I basically cut out this piece of card cardboard 
but it's not really cardboard, but I cut this thing out and here's what I wrote. I own a very nice house on a beach, private beach owned by me in Hawaii, where I spend my days training, meditating, surfing, spending time in solitude on the beach with the stars and more. I have a fully automatic business and I have the most health optimal house and diet. I travel a lot and go on vacations and adventures around the world. The world is my playground. I also am extremely advanced at meditations and can achieve any focus level. And then I said, James Radzinski, and then I signed it. And then I said, I put the date, which was October 21st, 2023. That's when I wrote it. And so I just put this thing in my pocket and I just kept it there all day. And I would notice that habitually I would kind of like feel it. I would like put my hand in my pocket or put my hand like outside of my pocket and feel like the texture. And I noticed that subconsciously uh, it would like prime me to feel the like feel, go to feel my pocket and then I would start like thinking and I would every time I would like feel it, I would always ask myself like where am I headed and then I'd always say like Hawaii and there was a moment where I remember that it started getting like a subconscious thing so I started subconsciously saying it so I didn't really get the benefits of waking up which is one of the main reasons why I want to do this at school because school I'm not very present often and so this would be a very good tool to have and I was kind of losing that when I got when it became like routine so I instantly became conscious of that and I said no I have to like become conscious every time that I feel it and then that also brings me to another thing where Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a hard time fully being conscious. So let me, let me give you a quick explanation real quick at home. I have, or not at home. Like, let's say when I'm on my bike ride, I'm very, I can get way higher awareness and I have more awareness. I'm higher consciousness, all that. And then when I'm at school, there's kind of like this thing keeping me down. And I don't really know how to explain it, but if you're just in that environment, you'll know and you start paying attention to like your inner monologue, your inner attention, like all of that stuff, you start paying attention to your mind, then you'll know that there's kind of like this baseline awareness or this height like cap. I'm not really doing a good job explaining this, but pretty much when you're at school, your awareness is extremely hindered, hindered. So I noticed that today, especially because I was having a hard time, like actually becoming conscious. I knew like, Oh yes, this is like during passing, I would like feel my note card. And then I'd be like, where am I headed? And then I wouldn't be able to put my tongue to it. Like I wouldn't be able to actually say I'm going to Hawaii, which is interesting because that is something that I know, like I know this, um, where I'm like, I know my goal, but I was so deep in a sleep where I couldn't get myself to, I couldn't pull myself awake at school. And I, it's, I'm not even surprised because like I said, in the past couple months during my senior year, past two months, I was like, there was times where I was just completely asleep all day long. So it's not very surprising, but that's like, it's just something that I'm going to have to like, I don't know how to fight it. I guess just like brute force and keep on using this note card. But that's another thing. I got this, like, I I got this 
thought popped up in my mind when I was using this note card. I was like, oh, this is like too good. I don't want to become dependent on this. Or is this cheating? Like, is this cheating? And so I like pondered that question. Like, is this cheating at life? Am I cheating my way out there by putting a note card in my pocket? Like, first of all, that question sounds ridiculous once you actually think about it. But then I, I instantly imagined that I was, I was already successful. I imagined that I was already successful. And then I told someone, I was like mentoring someone and I told them to do this. And they asked me, is this cheating? Like I instantly changed the perspective. And then I was like, oh wait, no. They said, this is cheating. They just said the statement that this is cheating. And I was like, okay, I mean, you can stay broke and I'll stay rich. And I was, I just said that to my, like to the person I was mentoring in my imagination. So like, this is not cheating. And I, the, for the question of, will I become dependent on this? I'm not sure. But there was like the person that I heard this from, I don't know his name, but he was like an older guy in a video that I watched about like the secret of success. And he like was very successful and that's what he did. So yeah, I think that this is definitely worth at least trying. And I, it's, I think it's definitely helpful and I definitely plan on bringing it to school with me for the rest of the school year. And that's another thing. When I was writing this note card down, I was like, oh, this thing, this card is going to be worth a lot of money when, when I actually make it. Because, but then I was like, I'm probably not going to be like extremely famous. So maybe, or maybe not, it will be, I don't know. But that's like, I was thinking about Bruce Lee he was a Napoleon Hill fan and he studied a lot from Napoleon Hill and he there's a thing called your definite purpose that Napoleon Hill talks about um Bruce Lee wrote down his definite purpose he wrote it down on a piece of paper of like I Bruce Lee will become a world class like fighter or something like that and it was like this whole piece of paper of his definite purpose. Um, Russell Brunson bought that piece of paper and then he made his own definite purpose uh, like alongside of that. Not on that same piece of paper, but he made his own definite purpose. And this is kind of like my definite purpose. And it was kind of reminded me that Bruce Lee wrote a definite purpose and then that paper got sold for a lot of money and then this is my definite purpose on a piece of cardboard from a butter box that will be worth a lot of money in the future (laughs) so think about that for a moment so and that's okay I want to talk about my analytics I know that yesterday I keep I keep checking my analytics before my episodes which Honestly, I don't really care. I'm I'm just going to keep doing it because it's I want to know if people are like I want to see what's going on. Cuz I'm not going to get like demotivated if it's the same number every time. And that's a couple days or a couple like maybe like a week ago I got my first like spike where I got 50 downloads in one day or like 57 downloads in one day. And I thought that was ama- like insane, which it is insane uh, from my position because I get like six or seven downloads every day. And I was looking at my monthly downloads. So like how many downloads I got in a month in September this month as well and August. And in September, I got like 360 downloads in like 
I don't know. I don't know how many days are in September. I just did 31. So I did 360 divided by 31. And that was 11, like around 11. So that means that I averaged 11 downloads per day. But I only remember getting like five downloads per day, which means that there was many days when I didn't see that I had many spikes. So that means that my 57 downloads may not be the most that I've ever gotten in one day. It may be or may not. I'm not quite sure. And that's, there's one thing for certain so far this month is my like lowest performing month over the past two months. So I don't know what that means about my quality of content or I don't know, but I am like pondering the question of whether or not it's a good thing for me to post daily one hour videos because I literally only have like two, I only do two minutes of preparing for the episode. Like I literally maybe jot down a few notes on what I want to talk about, but that only lasts me 20 minutes of the episode. And then I kind of go on random, I talk off the top of my head for the rest of the episode. And there's like not much for me to talk about, especially since I'm reading new books and I don't really have much just from like the fact that I'm reading new books I'm not really able to understand it on a deep level like I was back in the a couple weeks ago when I was reading Transurfing I was able to understand it very well so I was ha- I would have like high quality episodes like pretty much every day in regards to being able to talk for the entire hour. And it's it's another thing, like I added it to my identity, which is very bad. I added it to my, like it's part of my identity to do daily one hour episodes. I would always, I would always say like, I do one hour episodes daily. I record my podcast for one hour every day. So that became part of my identity. And so that's why it's another reason why it's so hard for me to switch off of it. And then it's another thing where I post daily as part of my identity. And daily is one thing, but daily one hour is another thing. I'm not quite sure if it's a very good idea to post one hour episodes every day if they're just not very good quality episodes. I feel like it may be better like for my long-term health of the channel and long-term growth if I either cut down to like every other day or every three days, one-hour episodes, or just cut down the episode length to like 30 minutes or 20 minutes. So I'm kind of in like a predicament and I'm not really quite sure where to go from here. I'm kind of just waiting for something to happen. And if I'm in the situation where I think I am, where my quality is not going up, so I'm kind of plateauing as a result and people aren't not people are not wanting to listen to the episodes, well then I'm never like something's never gonna happen. And that brings me to the other point of becoming a guest on a podcast. So I've looked into how to actually go about doing that. I read an article and pretty much there's three ways. There's one is to get like the actual podcaster to reach out to you, which is very rare, especially for someone who's never been a guest on any show. And especially for someone who's not very known, like I've got seven subscribers. So I don't think that many people know about me yet. So that option is like out of the park. And then the second option is to me go in and like personally contact the show and ask like if I could be a guest, which I'm kind of leaning towards that option. And then the third option is to use a third party to connect us both, which there I in the article, they listed a few different third parties. Um, There's one that was free. 
or there may be a few that were free, but there's one that I read that was free. So I might use that as well. And basically the kind of task that I have right now is to make a dream 100 list. So a dream 100 list is basically around 100 people that you need to contact or that you need to kind of uh, let me let me phrase this better the dream 100 list is 100 people that you are going to be in contact with or you are going to be are okay the dream 100 list are 100 people that are going to be useful to you in the future that you have not actually tapped into yet so for example if you were a like massive Okay, so if you were selling, if your business was selling extremely high ticket items like massive tractors or stuff like that, and you were kind of, you were on like, you would have your dream one hundred list just be like clients, your most valuable clients. For example, like government contracts, they're probably going to be a very valuable client and other other clients that are extremely valuable to you so you would find like 100 clients for that it doesn't have to be 100 it could be 50 it could be 200 or 500 it, it just 100 is just a ballpark number and then but let's say you were selling lower ticket items in your business like you were selling uh soap or let's let's say something better yeah, let's just do soap. So then you would want to find your dream 100 list would be people that are congregating your customers. So you wouldn't go directly to the customers because selling 100 bars of soap is not nearly as good as selling 100 tractors. Like you're going to make like $100 off the soap, but you're going to make like $100,000 off the tractors, probably more. So there's a big difference. So that's why you want to go your dream 100 list is going to be people who already have congregated your customers. For example, you would your dream 100 list would be like big content creators. So let's say there's a health and beauty uh, YouTuber. That would be your dream 100. That person would be on your dream 100 list. And how this relates to my current situation is... I want to be, I want to gain more viewers. I want to, I want my podcast to grow. I want to grow my podcast. So my dream 100 list is going to consist of a bunch of entry level, that's a bad word to use, um, a bunch of lower, less popular podcasters that I can get access to because One thing is that I probably won't have much success getting on to higher, like more popular podcasts simply because I'm not very well known. So it won't benefit them too much to have me on the show. So that's why it would probably be best if I work my way up and start with less popular shows and then work my way up because that will give me one one thing it'll give me experience where i get more practice talking cuz there's one thing go being a guest speaker on a on a different person's podcast is definitely outside of my comfort zone and i i probably am going to be very nervous once i get on a show and so it would be better if i get on a lower viewer show like less than a thousand or something like that so I can get the practice and get more comfortable on it and then eventually once I build my way up then I'll be able to get higher and higher and I'll start to build my name like a name for myself build some credibility and then I'll actually be able to make it onto the bigger shows and I'll actually be prepared which goes along with podcasting in general like it's good that no one listens to you in the beginning because you suck you suck in the beginning which is why you get time when no one's listening to hone in on your skills and practice. Like if 
if I had a thousand people listening to me right now and I had my same skills of when I started like a hundred days ago when I started, I would probably not be like as, it just wouldn't be as good because a thousand people listening to a trash person or a trash skilled person, low skilled person is not going to be as good as like zero people listening because when you have the zero people listening, you have more time to hone in your skill, which is another thing. Maybe it is good that I only have seven people listening to my show because like I'm questioning if I should even have like one hour episodes every day or not. Like there's, the reasoning behind my one hour episode is because two things. I, when I first started the podcast, Russell Brunson said, if you post daily on your show for an entire year, you'll never have to worry about money again and you'll find your voice. So that's why I initially started. But then when I started, I was like, oh, how long episode should I make? And in the beginning, since I seriously was just not good, I couldn't talk for an hour. So I figured that it would be good to do progressive overload and like start low and then add my way up. And I, I think I still have the piece of paper of, yeah, here it is. So this piece of paper, I would write down on it every day. I would say, I'm showing this on the YouTube if you are watching on YouTube, but every day I would, uh, write down it said podcast length and then it's, I wrote beat it every day until 90 minutes which my goal was 90 minute episodes which I'm glad I did not do because daily 90 minute episodes would be difficult and I wrote down like the all the times like the time length of each episode after I was done and then I would look at it and make sure that I beat it and then I'd end the episode so in the on August twenty seventh, wait no, this is January, February, March, April, May, June, July. This is July twenty seventh, twenty two minute episode, and then on and I, every single day I would write down more and more, and then on the last day, uh, August second was fifty two minutes and twelve seconds, and I'm pretty sure after I recorded that, like the next day I hit one hour. So. The reason why I wanted to do one hour episodes was because those were the type of episodes I used to listen to. I used to listen to Diary of a CEO, Modern Wisdom, uh, On Purpose. Those I, I used to listen to those and those were longer episodes, like one hour, 90 minute episodes. And so I, I wanted to congregate similar viewers to what I was because those are the type of episodes I would listen to. If it was not like if it was edited down and it was like 20 minute long episodes or something like that, I wouldn't have listened to it because at that point of time when I was listening to podcasts, that was when I was like doing now there was a point of time. Okay. So going back to the story of when I would bike in the cold every morning and I would bike to the gym at like six in the morning. I, there was a very long period of time when I would actually be, have no AirPods in. Like I, I didn't really listen to music ever throughout my life. But then once I got into podcasting, I don't remember when that was, but I got into podcasting and I started listening to these podcasts literally every day. And I would listen to them from the moment I got in my bike until I got to school. So probably like two hours, I would listen daily, two hours. So I was basically listening to two hours every day of a podcast. And on Diary of a CEO, he only posted like every other day or every three days or something like that. So I would have to, I would only be able to listen to Diary of a CEO like every other day or every three days or something like that. So that's why I had three different episodes. And so 
I wanted to attract myself as a listener. And myself was someone who listened to podcasts every single day, like for two hours every day. And so I wanted to post daily for that person. But I also wanted, like the number one thing was daily. But then I wanted to figure out who my listener was. And I wanted myself, like someone like myself to listen And at the time, I was only listening to long-form, unedited videos because I heard Hamza say, uh, don't listen to the edited stuff, listen to the long-form stuff because that will help you, like, build up your, it'll help you, like, lower your dopamine or something, something like that. Like, it's less, like, dopamine, whatever. It's less addicting. And that's why I did it. So... That's kind of the predicament I'm in right now. I want I want to, if I can, I want to maintain all this, but I got to figure out how to sustain this because I've been like literally for the past couple of days, I've been reading Die Wise and I haven't really talked about it much on the episodes simply because I don't really understand it that well yet. Like there's a lot of foreign concepts that he talks about that I've never even thought about before. And if I had started podcasting right when I like, right when I started studying transurfing the first time or reading transurfing the first time, if I was podcasting back then, I'd probably be in a similar situation where I had never even thought about these concepts. And so that's why it's, it's not in the regard of me bringing in new information every day it's hard to sustain like back in the back a couple weeks ago i would post transurfing principles episodes those were unique episodes that i really liked and those were episodes where i was able to record two episodes at a day on one day at that time which was very useful because there's a lot of times when i go like there's been a few times when I've gone like out of town and I wasn't able to record, which by the way, I have one instance like that in a month, less than a month where I'm going out of town and I'm not gonna, I'm choosing not to bring my uh, recording stuff on vacation with me because I haven't had any like true rest days from podcasting and that is definitely affecting the quality of my episodes. And I've talked about this in a past episode. So I'm in a situation where I want to maintain daily episodes and I want to maintain daily one hour episodes, but I also want to grow the channel and I also want my episodes to get better. Like I don't like posting bad episodes. Like it's, it, it makes me uh disappointed in myself for recording a bad episode and there's been a few bad episodes that i posted for example there is one episode recently uh that i posted it's called i failed and i think that's a bad episode and then there's probably been a few bad episodes in the past couple past month or so and i don't like that and i i kind of feel like every day i just have to hit record and do it and so that's like, it's hard. I have to figure out some way to make it sustainable. And that brings me into my studying. I'm kind of questioning if it's a good idea for me to read Die Wise or if I should go back to where I am and like actually knowledgeable in. So I want to expand my knowledge. I want to expand my worldview. Reading Die Wise, I feel, will be extremely beneficial to me. But I also am in a situation where I want to grow the quality of this channel and of these episodes. And that requires me learning new things that I actually understand every day. Which brings me to the Laws of of Success book. I don't know what it's about, but I assume it's going to be something that I'm familiar with, or at least stuff that is on like the I'm on the verge of discovering for myself that I've just yet to discover. 
And I feel like if I were to read the laws of success in 16 lessons, I'd be able to have a lot better episodes as well as if I decided to read reality transfer for a third time through, which I don't want to reread that again because that is like a two month commitment of reading, which I 100% would do. But I also know that I've read all that stuff. So I kind of, I have an idea of what's in it. So I'm not really going to discover anything brand new, which I will be able to discover brand new stuff in reading books like Die Wise, Ascent of Humanity, Come of Age, Journeys Out of the Body. Like all these books, I'll be able to discover new things. But then there's another thing. Tufti the Priestess is a book about transurfing. It's Vadimzon wrote that as well. And that I've actually been able to talk. And I've only read like 30 pages of that because I started to read it when I was reading seven books at once. And then I realized that I'm not able to read seven books at once efficiently. So I dropped down to one book. And I was reading Tufti the Priestess, only 30 pages. And I've been able to talk about that. Like there's one concept in it that I bring up over and over and over again over these past couple episodes, which is your attention. And it's basically, I've talked about it in today's episode, when you are awake, like the inner screen and the outer screen, if you're immersed in the outer screen or the inner screen, you're asleep. Like that is something that is a brand new book and I'm discovering new things, but it's like not foreign concepts. Like Die Wise is presenting very, a lot of foreign concepts. Like dying, like I've never really thought about dying and it's bringing up like why that is, why we live in a, like we live in a society. It's exposing the fact that we live in a society where people don't think about dying. Like people know that other people will die, but they don't necessarily know. Like, yeah, they understand that they too will die, but they don't really know that. That's why it's a huge shock when you actually are told that you're dying. And even that, that little piece of information that I gave you, I still don't know if I gave it 100% justice. I still don't know if what I said is completely true to that book. Which I do experience a lot of times when I'm talking about transurfing. Like there's some concepts that I talk about in transurfing that I'm not quite sure if I completely like am grabbed a hold of yet. But... I stay I say it anyways because it's good practice for me. And yeah. I don't know. So though those are the predicaments that I'm in and I want to I want to maintain I just got to figure out. I know that it's possible to post daily 1-hour episodes. I know it's possible, but I got to figure out how I can make it sustainable. And one like one thing that I've been thinking about is batch recording on the weekends, just record like seven episodes on the, on the weekends, which would be great. But the thing is, I don't have much time. I could make it work on the weekends, but I don't have like much time on the weekdays to actually get seven episodes worth of notes like if I were to do the batch record of seven episodes I would want to get seven episodes worth of notes so for for context back when I was recording the transurfing principles episodes I basically was studying transurfing like every morning and I would write a lot of notes like I was I filled up like almost an entire notebook like a big notebook spiral. It was basically a spiral notebook size, but it's not actually a spiral notebook. And I filled that whole thing up from just studying transurfing. And it's probably took me like a week to get one episode worth of notes. And I was studying just transurfing for a whole week. So that's kind of the thing where I'm kind of in that predicament where I'm not quite sure how I can make it sustainable to where I can spend a whole week just like I can spend five days just uh, 
studying enough notes and taking enough notes to condense down into seven episodes, like that's seven times of what I was doing before. So I don't know. I'm, if you guys have any suggestions, send them my way at my email, james at ascendmomentum.com. Otherwise, I'll, I, I got to try and figure this out myself. And you guys aren't even going to see this episode till next Monday, which is the 30th of October. And right now it's the 27th. So who knows? Maybe I'll figure it out by then. But that's it for the episode. So follow for more and have a good day.